0: Welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. The master is here and you still have not taken off your shoes. Every day to man's yeah. the sky for welcome to another edition of the doto Talk podcast we're on episode number 53 take two <laughs> Comcast and the devious magic cut my internet connection off. But I am back with my co-host, Anti-Cool.
1: So, for the second time, what's going on, man? Nah, nothing much. I don't even feel like repeating myself. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, well, well,
1: you know what? I got something else I can complain about. I don't have a bed anymore. Oh. So, I've been sitting on this air mattress for like the past month. <laughs> oh, man, the struggle. My shoulders hurt a lot. <laughs>
0: This is what we go through. We give you guys content every week. This is how I go to live, man. Oh man. You'll make you'll make it out the struggle. Struggle's not permanent. But it sucks. It, it definitely sucks. Nah, I brought it out myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess we'll just uh we'll get into the show before technology decides it hates us again. Uh so this weekend uh, UFC Fight Night 119 took place in Brazil. Uh, just to throw a, a complaint, as I do every time, These six fight main cards are—they're um, pretty vicious to sit through. And I stayed up until 1 a.m. And I'm not gonna lie, I was not a
1: happy camper that I stayed up for that long. But like, <laughs> like seriously, like how, uh, we can't leave with a good impression of the product if you're an East Coast fan. Like, you're just not gonna be in a good mood sitting there at 1 o'clock in the morning. Yes, it's, it's... It's sitting there at 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> then the way the card ended, I was just like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm through with this. Like, I, like, I, how, like, I could... You, you can't even have, like, an emotional reaction to, like, the machine getting knocked out because it's just, like, drained.
0: Yeah, at, at that point, I mean, I, I was... Well, I guess we'll just get into it. <laughs> 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 I was about to go into a whole spiel... But uh, yeah, we'll just start from the top. Uh, main event: Derek Brunson and Lyoto Machida. Um wasn't really, honestly, too big on this fight when it was announced, and I don't know. I just felt like a weird match, probably because I just haven't haven't seen Machida in a while, and I, I tweeted this like right before the fight happened. I was like, I'm rooting for Machida. But if he loses, I honestly wouldn't be surprised. And then not hmm. only did he lose, he got he got floored pretty bad. And you got your hauled. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely did. And I don't know why. Like it was one in the morning. I was trying to find something to be happy about. And the fight starts, and like Machida looked pretty decent at first. Like he he was pretty mobile. Uh. He was landing the left pretty good. He was being a, a bit evasive, but you always know with Brunson, it, don't, it only takes one. <laughs> it only takes one hit. And what was it? I, I think for like a quick second, I can't remember if Machida threw a punch or like they had got tied up real quick for like a, a brief moment, and then just in that split second, Machida just didn't really move. Didn't <laughs> he? Didn't pull out fast enough, and he ate a left hand for his troubles. And like right after the the left landed, I was just like, oh boy! Like you, you could just tell, like he was, like he was done. And then, yeah, yeah he goes down. He eats ground and pound, and the crowd just <laughs> the crowd just goes silent. And yeah, I stayed up till one o'clock to watch. I don't know. I don't know why I allowed myself to think and hope. I was like, Machida's gonna he's gonna pull us off, and he got he got knocked
1: out but it is what it is, (laughs) I guess. Yeah, um... Like, that finishing sequence is a perfect encapsulation of just, like, where Machida's at. Because four or five years ago, that's a knockout for Machida. Like, that exact position with, like, Brunson coming in, Machida throws the left hand. In this case, he missed. And, um... Brunson counters with a a left hand of his own over the top. That just ices, um, Machida, like, like you said, like, as soon as he landed, you knew it was over. Man, just,
0: I feel like there's not really a whole lot to, like, (laughs) dissect about that fight, like, it kind of just is what it is, um, I mean, for Brunson, that's that's a good, uh, well, Obviously, another highlight reel. Um, also, a great name to have on your record. Um, for I guess for Brunson, this is two KOs in a row. Um, is it? Yeah, because uh, the Daniel Kelly was a KO. Ah, right. He fought Kelly. Yep. So, I mean, that's, that's a pretty good... Those are decent names. I mean, I, I can't remember if Kelly's ranked or not.
1: Um, he was coming off the, um, the Evans win. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, yeah, he's, you know... Those, those are pretty solid wins, so I gotta imagine I mean, he's probably not gonna get a title shot, but
1: he, he kinda throws himself back in that, that mix. Um I I give him a decent shot against Luke Rockhold, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah I think he, he called him out too. <laughs> Which is funny because if there's one fighter in the top six or seven that um that Brunson can beat, it's probably Rockhold. Yeah. So. Yeah, with that power, if he can
0: if he can tap Rockhold a few times, that that could probably do some damage. It's kind of funny though, because in the post fight interview, like I felt like when Cormier was in the middle of asking him the question, like who do you want to fight, Brunson looked confused, and then he just happened to call out Cormier's teammate. <laughs> but I mean, that's not that's not a bad matchup for him. Yeah, I, I would say looking at the rankings now, of all the people ranked ahead of him, well. Not including Silva since they fought in... Well, that rematch will probably go different. But that's another story. But (laughs) yeah, Wademan would... I mean, not Wademan. Rockhold would probably be a... Not an easy win, but a a win that I could see happening. And he's ranked number two. So why not take out the number two guy and just leapfrog everybody else? Um, As for Machida, though... I mean... This is, what,
1: three in a row? Three losses in a row? Something like that. Yeah. Brunson. Yeah, not even three losses. Like, three one-sided, brutally destroyed... Yeah. Like, (laughs) finished. Yeah. Manhandled.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just to put it in perspective, uh, Machida's last win was against C.B. Dalloway in 2014. That was... That's Machida's last win. So... Yeah, man. I don't know. It's it's not a. Uh, it's not looking too good, man. I mean, Machida's at least according to Share Dog, he is thirty nine years old.
1: Um. I don't know. It's gonna I'm, be forty in the uh, and. Oh wait, no. I'm thinking of Damian Maya. Never mind. I mean, um,
0: I, I don't like pulling the retirement card early, but I don't even know if it's pulling it early. Like this might be right on time. Like these. These last yeah, few fights have not really gone well for him, but I would say, let's say he comes back one more fight who who do you want to see?
1: um Vitor, because that's probably the only fight he wins. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. I
0: can see Vitor or I'll just throw this out there, and it ranking wise, it wouldn't even make sense at all. I just a part of me wants to see him and Shogun fight one more time. I don't know why I want to see that in well, that'll probably be 2018. But
1: there was Shogun Shogun's one fight away from the title. I know. <laughs> Dude, do you want Leo Michi to go in there and somehow beat Shogun and then have to go fight da- Daniel Cormier? Hey
0: man, I'm all... <laughs> I'm all for chaos and confusion. That's not even chaos. That's just <laughs> something I meant to
1: die. I don't
0: know. I'm I'm not mad at it. I I want to see them run it back one more time. But yeah, that that fight probably that's that's wishful thinking, wishful thinking on my part. But yeah, him him and Vitor, I wouldn't be mad at, pending on how uh, <laughs> Vitor and actually, you know what, it doesn't even matter. Even if Vitor gets starched by Uriah e. Hall, that's still not a a bad fight for them to make. They they can still throw it out, there, throw it out there. That'll be a nice. I want to say loser goes home, but really the loser and the winner should
1: probably both go home after that fight. But I mean, <laughs> lo- lo- loser and winner goes to Bellator. Eh, Legends division. I, well, well, even then, like I, I, I don't like Machida has to fight Gegard and King Mo and Phil Davis, and I don't, I don't think he beats Ryan Bader anymore. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, but.
0: Good good win for Brunson, another nasty KO on your highlight reel, setting yourself up probably for hopefully a pretty good fight next, and yeah, as
1: for Machida, yeah, I, don't, I don't know, man. And Remember when De- uh, Brunson was like a blanket? Everybody well, hated him. <laughs> Right. <laughs>
0: now he's like, he's just straight flatlining the people. I feel like, though, that's in response, because I remember, because I'm actually going to have his record pulled up now. So, yeah, he had, he had had a one, two, three, four, a fly fight winning streak. And, yeah, it was, like, around that time, well, I feel like in the beginning of that winning streak, he wasn't, like, the most exciting person. And then, but, like, he just kind of... I,
2: don't know, I feel it, like
0: he really responded to that, like, criticism, though. Like, he just literally but, went on a rampage.
1: Yeah, but, at at the same time, like, well he's in his eighth... Game. Or ninth year as a pro, right now, or something like that. It's it's something like ridiculously short. Yeah, he's in his like eighth year as a pro. So when he first comes over to the UFC in 2012, he has been fighting for like two years. Uh, of course, he's not going, well, I don't want to say like of course, but th- there's still some work to be done at that point. You know what I mean? Right. He he's not he probably really hasn't had like a real training camp up to that point to be honest with you like one where he's geared towards his opponent he's just in there learning how to do stuff and I mean
0: to his credit like his losses are to all really like he hasn't lost any slouches I mean all right, albeit Anderson Silva's 40 but uh, he's still Anderson Silva so I'm not gonna hang you up against that, and you could argue that Brunson won that fight, only other losses are to Robert Whitaker, Yoel Romero, Jacare, and Kendall Grove, and those were, well, the Kendall Grove and Jacare, that was back in 2012, Romero 2014, so like, other than that, he's won every fight, and as of recent, the fights that he does win are pretty one-sided, he's just knocking people out, so, yeah, I mean, he's probably set himself up pretty good, so... We'll, we'll see what happens with him next. Good luck to anybody who uh, goes up against him. Keep your chin tucked. You know, all <clears> that <this throat> good stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, for Machida, I don't know. Next fight, probably a retirement fight. And, you know, we've had a good career, man. There's no shame in, in hanging it up. You've delivered probably some of the most legendary KOs. You got a crane kick, so. Hey, man. You've. <laughs> you've you you've done well. You you've done you've done good good for yourself. So, um, co-main event, uh Kobe Covington and uh Damian Maya.
1: I'll, I'll let you take this one. <laughs> so, um, get the get the result out the way real quick. Um, Kobe Covington takes a. Unanimous decision over Damian Maya, and what well, has to be one of the most, um, like is this the most unremarkable, like breakout win of a fighter's <laughs> career, like, career ever? <laughs> oh man, yeah, this, uh, I can't think of a more unimpressive way to beat Damian Maya. And like I'm not even trying to like be glib and be like oh like he didn't beat Maya where he was strong or uh, he, like he like he didn't like blow Maya out the water like no like he had the exact type of fight he wanted and, and still looked completely unimpressive in the process. Um. Yeah. So, um. My uh my uh, the first round is basically Maya. He, I want to say he shoots for a takedown early, and he, it's it's pretty obvious that Covington is prepared. He's not getting anywhere near Covington's hips. So what uh so what Maya proceeds to do is you know we we get the return to K one Maya uh, like jabs and crosses and all that good stuff. And he proceeds to beat the crap <laughs> of Kobe Covington <laughs> for the vast majority. Like, for the first four minutes of the fight. Fu- I, I don't mean like he's outstriking him. I mean, he's making Kobe Covington retreat. Like, at one point, he lands a series of like six or seven left hands just by walking towards Covington. <laughs> and as Covington, like, at every single post around the octagon.
0: Yeah, it's like my is not supposed to be the guy to do that to you. Like, <laughs> if Maya is outboxing you, there's a problem. And no, no dis to Maya, his striking has gotten a lot better over the years. But uh, yeah, like this like, is not yeah. the guy who should be have you pedaling backwards.
1: Like, and believe me, I believe Maya is like a very underrated striker. Like I, I, he's not gonna freaking blow the doors off anybody, but he's very competent. He knows what he's doing. Like, like he has a very solid jab when he throws it. But th- like, Maya landed that left hand to the exact same spot every single time he threw it, even when he was dead tired in like the third round. And that's like, he he lost his fight basically because he punched himself out four minutes into the fight. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I scored the fight twenty nine twenty eight old age. Like
1: that was, that's 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 why he lost the and, fight. And, and and then you like compare it to like Darren Till. What was that last week? Yeah, week knocking out Donald Cerrone in the first round, making him look like he like completely helpless in the process. Or even Kamaru Usman, who's just out here just, like, dominating people and, like, just scored, like, his big KO win over a guy who had not lost in the UFC yet. Or had only lost, like, once. And who is and so, uh, calling out Kobe every chance he gets, just throwing it, it out there. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, he, he'd, he'd stomp a mud hole in Kobe. <laughs> and, I mean... Like pops to Col- I'm not trying. Yeah, to I was I the, was going like, to say to be to be
0: fair to Kobe, I will say even after he took that beating he did in the first, I will give him that he is one of those dudes that like he it's it's not the prettiest thing in the world to watch, but he definitely knows how to press the action or at least just constantly push forward, put pressure. Well, he he doesn't lose. Really he just
1: walk towards his opponent.
0: Right. <laughs> not a lot of head movement or
1: And, like, I saw a lot of, like, people giving him leeway for that, but, like, like, oh, this is part of his strategy to apply pressure and, like, tire Maya out by forcing him to work a lot early. There are ways to do that without, like... Getting jabbed 80 times. (laughs) Getting your face busted open by a 39-year-old man who has openly admitted he hates hitting people. (laughs) yeah
0: it was uh it was a weird it was a weird fight to watch yeah it kind of you you don't watch
1: that you don't watch that fight and think these are two top 10 guys like and all the respect to the Maya who's like who just fought for a title after like going on this insane run which just goes to show you, like, how good of a defensive grappler and wrestler uh, Covington is. But, but do you have faith in Kobe Covington beating anybody at welterweight mm. in, in the top ten? Is that going to try and wrestle him? That's the thing. Like, for for the
0: upsides that Kobe does have, like, when I compare him to everybody else, like, literally, if he if that if this was Maya like two years ago, he probably would have lost his fight.
1: <laughs> Dude, like, like anybody else in this top 10 you're gonna tell me Mike Perry is not gonna ice Covington <laughs> like Santiago Pazinibio is not gonna fucking drive his like his right hand through his face yeah
0: yeah I, I don't know I don't know and then, yeah. And then Kobe didn't... He didn't do himself any favors in the press fight.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, no. <laughs> that's, a,
0: that's a whole nother issue. <laughs> Just, like...
1: And, and when she called Bra- Brazil a dump and called... Oh, what didn't he call, like, everybody in Brazil animals or some yeah. shit? Not yeah, only no. did he
0: do that. Like, I saw him on Twitter, like... I don't know if that was in this morning or, like, last night. But he's like, well... They've been cussing at me all day, so when I retaliate, you know now I'm the bad guy. But it's like, dude, you're you're a professional. Like these are, I, I get it. Fans can be wild sometimes, but like it's not like you were getting assaulted. <laughs> like,
1: oh, he got assaulted when he was leaving, though. Really? Well, I mean, at yeah, him. at that he point,
0: was... you, yeah, at that point, you kind of get what you're asking for. Like you, yeah. <laughs> but like come on, like, you're supposed to be the professional athlete, like, you have a standard that you're supposed to uphold, like, that's, they're, they're dude, fans, and not
1: I think just like a week after we brought up Connor saying he'd go to the like, the favelas, right, and murder <laughs> everybody he couldn't put to work, like yes, yeah, it's like,
0: dude you're just, you're making it really hard for <laughs> and the thing is, like, it, it's it wasn't like a, a great fight like aesthetically (laughs) to to watch. But like it's a big win for him regardless. But like it's going to get overshadowed because you're just uh not only is your trash talk just not really that great to begin with, even aside from what he said, but like you add on the Brazil comments and it's like, dude, you're just not you're making it really hard for people to to like you and give you (laughs) any kind of props.
1: the, The fucked up part is it worked. Like, it's, like there are people who are eating this shit up. Like, I'm on Reddit right now. There's, like, a, a, this post about, like, how his win over Maya was better than Tyron Woodley's. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> whatever helps you guys
0: sleep at night. <laughs> uh, and the thing is, like, even if it was, even if you do think it's better, whatever. Your opinion is your opinion, you know. That's still not a pretty. It's not a pretty win, man. Like, like there there were just some glaring holes that anybody else who's not a forty year old man is probably
1: going to exploit. A forty year old man who stylistically does not match up to you that well. Like I said, this before, like Maya is basically. You can stop the takedown with Maya you basically can win the fight pretty... I don't want to say easily, but like, there's a simple path to victory despite how good he is at what he does. But, goddamn. Yeah, I don't know.
0: But, I mean... What, what's Colby's streak right now? Um, I was still struggling to figure out how he was ranked number seven, but... Four or five in a row? All right, so is. Jonathan Muner, Max Griffin, Barberina, Dung Young Kim, and then Maya. So I mean, that's a solid it's a solid streak. I don't know if that's number seven in the world worthy.
1: <laughs> like I said, he's only there because Dung Young Kim has somehow managed to like keep a hold of his spot. After years of fighting like once or twice a year and picking up like these unimpressive victories over like Tariq Safadine.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, man. I mean Props for the win, you know, you you did what you had to do, and, I mean, for what it was worth, Maya was ranked, like, was it two or three?
1: Yeah, no, like, uh, it's not like that. Yeah, so, I mean, you you, you beat
0: a dude who's pretty far ahead of the pack, like I said, he was on, like, this insane run that, you know, led him to a title shot, even though he came up short. So, I mean, it's still a great win, regardless, but... I oh, don't know, man. Like, it's just all the other antics surrounding it. It's just like, I don't know about this guy. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll see, though. Uh, Usman is, has been uh, calling him out pretty nonstop. Um, I'm all down for that. I'm all for that fight. Um, no diss to Kobe, but, yeah, I think Usman probably starches him pretty badly. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think that fight goes out
1: of the first round. But... I don't like, know.
0: We'll, we'll
1: I, see. I, I I can't think of anybody else in the top ten that Covington. I I maybe Condit because he's old, and he's always had problems with wrestlers. But like I, I imagine any Condit fight is with Covington is going to probably be a five rounder at this point, because it'll headline like a Fox card. Yeah. So, and do you uh, do I trust Covington in tw- with twenty five minutes with um Condit? So. Mm.
0: We'll see though. We'll see. I mean, for Myers, I can't say it's really like a bad loss. I mean, at, at this point, I honestly I didn't expect him to go on the streak that he went. <laughs> so, I mean, at, at this point, still mm-hmm. a a great career. I mean, you you lost to a young gun. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's not not a ton, it's not the, the the best loss to have. But mm, 40 years old, it, it is what it is, you know. But yeah, Kobe. I don't, I don't think your road gets much easier uh, from here. Uh, for Maya, really? I don't know really. Where does Maya go next? Like after this? I mean, you came up short in your title shot. You, you lose to the Young Gun. I feel like that probably kind of drops you back towards the the middle of the pack. And he, he's clearly not getting any younger.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, he lost. He lost the fight. Jacare lost the fight. Why not Jack Ray Maya? Oh, back at
0: one eighty five. Yeah, why not? Why not? I'm not mad right. at that. Though, so, I don't know. If Maya can't get that takedown. That that might be a nasty mm. KO. Mm. But if those two could just get in a grappling match, that would also be awesome. I'm not mad at that. But yeah, that that was the co-main event. It was a. Uh, mm. It was a fight. I don't, I don't know what else to really say about it. It it is what it was, you know. But yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with Kobe. Every every a lot of people are calling him out. So and apparently he's he's I don't know. he's got a target on his back. I feel like so we'll we'll see what happens with him. Um, this next fight, this finish was pretty awesome. <laughs> Pedro Munoz, Rob Font. I actually rewatched this fight, uh, this morning. I like Font started off like pretty good like the boxing was 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 there he had some pretty good footwork he bloodied his nose within like I don't know <laughs> it was like a couple of hits and he bloodied his nose and I don't know it looked like to me Font was honestly like on his way to like dominate but like he I felt like he was just in a good spot like things were kind of going his way. I mean, Munoz did have the leg kicks working for him that he did land repeatedly because Font is pretty heavy on that lead foot. So that lower calf got chewed up a bit, but he still was working his jab. He was boxing really good. But yeah, that ending sequence, and I can't remember the announcer's name, but he, he definitely jinxed him. Not Cormier. I can't remember the other the other guy who announced. Uh, Gooden. Yeah. it's <laughs> like right before the finishing sequence started, He was like, yeah, neither one of these guys have been knocked out uh, Mm -hmm. or finished. And then about five seconds later, Munoz lands the left hand. And Font had this look on his face like, I don't know what just hit me. And then he he goes for a takedown, leaves his neck out, and catches the one-arm guillotine. And, like, he tapped, like, immediately when it got sunk in. So, yeah, that that was an awesome... um, that was an awesome win from Munoz. That was a really good finish.
1: Dude, we're gonna start talking about Munoz as like the one of the best like submission guys in MMA right now. Um, this is his fourth time like getting that guillotine on somebody in the UFC. Um, one of them didn't count because he tested positive in some bizarre, strange like drug testing scenario. But we didn't find out he failed until like a whole year afterwards. Um, Yeah, no, like, Fon looked really good up until the point where he got caught and got turned into a panic wrestler. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, Maya, like, legitimately, like, Maya's guillotine is, like, one of the best techniques in MMA right now. I mean, Munoz's. Sorry. Um, Yeah, really, not a whole lot to say other than I can't wait to see Munoz against the top 10 opponent again.
0: I was going to see, yeah, like, I feel like when he came over, like, he had some good steam, and then I can't remember what fight it was where, like, who did he run into that gave him his first loss? Oh, yeah, he came out the
1: gate fighting a Sun yeah. Yeah, he was a replacement for a Sun
0: yeah, and then, yeah, he had a... Yeah, then he beat Hover. Then he had... Oh, this fight was overturned. Yeah, and then he threw him with Jimmy Rivera, That's a, which was a split decision. But, yeah, actually, he's been on a nice little run since the Rivera fight. Submitted Rus- uh, Russell Doan. <laughs> Submitted Justin Scoggins. Yeah. <laughs> beat Damian, uh, Damian Stasiak, who just fought last week. <clears throat> yeah, and now Rob Font. So that's a, that's a, that's a solid four fight winning streak so yeah bantamweight man it's a deep or like it's i feel like it's getting there like it's a deep division where like even the guys who aren't like your top 10 top 15 or even like towards that (coughs) latter half of the top 15 like some savages out there and he yeah he's definitely he's definitely up there um I want to see Font fight again, though. Like, even though he lost, I like a lot of what I saw. I think he just kind of, I don't know, you eat an unsuspecting left hand and bad things happen. But, like, he, he looked really good up until that point. But,
1: yeah, like, I think. It, like, the only fight Font hasn't looked good in that I've seen so far is, like, Lineker and, I, I like, he's just not the type of guy who's going to look good against Lineker.
0: Yeah, I mean, man it's Lineker, so Yeah. You no, know, he, he tends to <laughs> he, he he does that to people. Uh but yeah, great great win for Munoz. Awesome finish. You guys should definitely look at that. I don't really get to see one arm guillotines often, so uh really, really good win for him. Mm. Uh this next fight, I actually rewatched this a few times also. Uh Francisco Trenaldo and Jim Miller. I wasn't really sure who I was going to pick to win this fight. So I just kind of watched it. Not really rooting for anybody. Because I didn't really. I wasn't sure like how this fight was, mm. was going to go. Um, What's Shonato? Like 40,
2: 39, mm. 40? 39?
0: This dude is like freakishly strong. <laughs> I don't know man. This guy. To, to be as old as he is. Is still out there. Just. Just winging it. <laughs> like, but, like, he he still looks pretty good, like, even at 39 years old, man. He's, he's still, like, just freakishly strong, you know, solid boxing. Not, not anything that'll re- really blow your mind, but um, I think I gave Miller the first round kind of just based off he was on top a lot of the first round. He got a takedown. He felt like just controlled the first round a bit more, but... Yeah, man, Ronaldo Trinal- started looking alive in the second and third. I can't remember what, what round. He started landing some really nasty body shots that I'm pretty sure <laughs> slowed Miller down a little bit. And I don't know, man. I don't know if it was just old man strength, but, <laughs> like, Ronaldo just... I felt like he just kind of took over in the second and third. I mean, not to say, like, it wasn't a competitive fight. You know, they were trading back and forth, but it just... I oh, don't know. It seemed like Trinaldo just, even at 39, like he had more in the tank <laughs> somehow. But I say Trinaldo's 39 and, and Miller's only, I don't know, he's like mid-30s, but Miller's also had like 40-something fights. Dudes have been in...
1: Just has Lyme
0: disease. Yeah, that too. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Lyme disease plus 40 fights on top of in these 40 fights the dude has been in some really just like brutal wars whether he's won or lost so like he in in fight years he's got a lot of he's got a lot of mileage on him but um pretty 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 entertaining back and forth i just think trinaldo yeah like after that first round he just he just kind of took over
1: yeah um Chenaldo really only has like three strikes that he throws like consistently. That body kick, that left straight, and the overhand, and um, that right hook. And I, I, I don't know because he's able to stay within that like select skill set so much. He can fit a really solid pace, especially for a dude with his build and his age. Like he's what in his mid to late thirties. Yeah, he's thirty nine. And, and the dude can still keep a solid-ass pace. Um, yeah, it might be time... Oh, speaking of guys who might need to retire, it might be time for Jim Miller to retire.
0: Yeah, because I think that's that's three straight drops from him also.
1: That's yeah, it, like it's not like he's gotten... It's not like he's looked bad in all of them. Like, Okay, he has, but he... he never looked like he didn't belong in in there with these guys but right. at this i'm sorry at this point you're just it, it's just your health like he has lyme disease um he's got 40 fights he's only 34 years old he's been doing this for like over a decade 12 years now um in my it is like i i other than the paycheck, I don't know what else he gets out of this anymore. Yeah. And, I mean, if you if you look at his record,
0: like, he, he's consistently fought, like, top guys.
1: Oh, yeah, like, Jim Miller has legitimately has one of the toughest schedules. Um, I want to say ever. Because up, up to, I want to say, the time he fought Benson, his schedule was pretty um, lax. And overall, not inter- like... Um, I think I might just be, like... Uh, well, I mean... You're misremembering. Well, if you if you start at... So, Benson was 2011. So,
0: he had Benson, Gallard, and this was back when Gallard was... Dangerous. Yeah, right. <laughs> Before, you know, this was the Gallard-like prom Gallard. Diaz, Lozon, Pat Haley, Fabricio, uh, Camos, Yancy Madero, Cerrone, Darius, Castillo, Chiesa... Sanchez, Gomi, Lowe's on
1: again, like Al- Alves dropping down to lightweight, Poirier, Anthony Perez, Francisco Trinaldo. Yeah, like that, like that's a murderous row for a guy who never got a title shot. Right. And then I mean some of
0: these he would like alternate wins and losses, or he might drop two win one. But like yeah, that like that's a brutal <laughs> that's a brutal lineup to go through. So yeah, and I like I feel like he's one of those guys that like even if he retires, like he would probably be a really good coach. Um a lot of people could probably use his jujitsu skills, which I feel like they haven't seen in a little bit, but I feel like he's been a lot more willing to, <laughs> to throw lead lately, but like he he's had a pretty pretty solid career. Like he's fought all of the best people and he, he's had good performances, so yeah, I don't know, it might be maybe time for him to hang it up. Uh, Ronaldo, almost 40 years old, still out here. (laughs) Still out here. I mean, it's crazy. Before the Kevin Lee fight, this man was on a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 fight win streak. Mm. Before Kevin Lee, his last loss was to Chiesa, and that was in 2014. So... I don't know man. Old man strength is real. <laughs> this guy This guy's just out here just just getting it. But yeah, solid solid one for him. Uh yeah, good good performance from from a 39-year-old. Can't can't huh. ask for much more. <laughs> but huh. um this next fight. Ooh. I rewatched this like right before we started recording. Uh <laughs> Thiago Santos and Jack uh is it Hermanson or Hermanson? I don't know if I'm saying that,
1: that right. Swedish. Now, Jack Swedish.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this was uh Santos like this dude just hits like really hard. Like <laughs> he's one of those dudes. I mean I think I said this before. I'm I'm not willing to fight anybody who has a hammer tattooed on their chest. So, but like this guy, man. I mean, Jack had, you know, his footwork going, but I felt like other than the movement, man, he wasn't really, I don't know, like, there wasn't a lot there. Like, I don't know if he was just waiting for something, waiting for a sweet spot. I mean, I, I think he got off a few, like, leg kicks, maybe a few jabs, but, like, there just wasn't, was mm-hmm. wasn't enough really going on. Mm-hmm. And I think Santos was just kind of waiting mm-hmm. for that yeah. perfect, just, moment, <laughs> like, he would just have these random explosions of just these viciously hard hits. And I mean, even the shots that mm. Hermanson blocked, <laughs> like, I know some of those punches still stung. Because I think at at one point Hermanson had him pressed up against the cage and then like once that, as soon as Santos got off the cage, he just unloaded <laughs> like this nasty sequence of just punches, uppercuts, knees, and like I said, Jack blocked a few of them, but I know some of those still stung. And then that finishing sequence was just beautiful. The, the switch kick, which Jack blocked, <laughs> but still backed him up. And then he proceeds to eat a left, then a right, then like an uppercut, then a right, then another uppercut that just drops him ground and pound. <laughs> and literally, like the last second before the bell was about to ring, the ref cuts it off. <laughs> and it's over. And it's like, yeah, man. Santos this is, this is a scary dude. That's uh I see him on the schedule. That's not somebody I'm happy that I have to fight. Like <laughs> that, that that's a frightening. It's a frightening gentleman.
1: Yeah, um So, remember that the highlight of like Vitor Belfort just coming forward and just like blitz blitzing um Vandery Silva with, like, jabs and crosses right. as he falls them all the way across the cage. <laughs> that was basically the end of this fight. Yeah. Um, at one point, yeah, Santos hears, like, the 10-second clock, and he's just like, fuck it. And he just <laughs> runs at Hermanson with everything he has. And then with... And Hermanson literally just crumbles. And with one second left, the, the referee's like, no, you've had enough. I... I can't. Like, there are a few instances where I, I think, like, I, I see that a fighter has decided that the fight is over and he's just gonna end it, and then it's over. Like this, this is just like a prime example of that. Like, I, I'm not sure if Santos ever fights for the, like the title, but dude's always gonna have a job because he can do that.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when, when you got that kind of like striking power, like you're never out of a fight. Like he, he's always. He's always going to be there and I don't know. Yeah. Like I was looking at his record and I think he's currently ranked 15 and I feel like since, cause like I said, I was trying to think of it before we started recording that he had fought your Hall way back when a couple of years ago. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like I, like you said, I said, I don't know if he will ever like win a title but at the same time, like I feel like if he was to get a shot at a guy in the top five, top seven range, like I think he could give some people at least like a run for their money. Maybe he'll come up short, but I think he could threaten a few
1: dudes. Like I'd love to see, like I, I, I'm gonna bring him back up again, but like I'd love to see him fight Rockhold because we've seen Rockhold fold to the type of pressure that Hermanson folded under, uh, and while he's better equipped to, way better equipped to handle it than Hermanson and like once you get Santos on his back it's I not want to say it's easy pickings but like this is that it's pretty clear where you're going to beat them. you know what I mean right. yeah um so yeah um actually I feel like him and Brunson would be a, a fun I mean you can always run that one next this is the third fight third win in a row yeah, I think that would be a pretty good fight.
0: I mean, that that probably guarantee, ends in somebody getting knocked out, <laughs> or yeah. that would be the fight that Brunson decides to be a blanket.
1: <laughs> did you know? But, did you know Santos fought Vicente Luque?
0: Yeah, I'm actually just looking at that. Yep, in 2012 and lost. That's crazy.
1: De- MMA math and. Yeah, Vincente Luque, who won on this card, by the way. That's wild.
2: <laughs> That's
1: M- wild. It's, it's a, MMA is a very small world.
0: It is. It is a very small world. That's crazy. I wonder how you got to feel, though. Sure. Like, the guy who has one of the nasty KOs on the card, and you look up at the screen and like, oh, yeah, I beat that guy. Like, albeit it was way back when, but (laughs) I still beat that guy. Man, but yeah. Uh, Good, good win for Santos. That was a pretty Mm -hmm. nasty KO. Uh, Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to who he fights again. Like, I hope, I hope he gets a top guy. Somebody, I I hope he gets some kind of name next. Mm -hmm. I want to see how he, how he can do against a, a, a top guy with that kind of power. Um, Speaking of of top guys and power, <laughs> John Lineker, Marlon Vera. Uh, this is the last fight on the main card, but this is the fight that kicked off the card. Um, I'd just say off the top, man, for Vera, for a guy who's not—he's not even ranked, right? Like he's not even in the top fifteen. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's not.
1: He should be be killer. Who who was coming off that win of the Alcatara Uh, yeah
0: as of right now the Bantamweight rankings yeah yeah you're
1: you're, you're right um nah Johnny Eduardo's there really yeah Yeah, that's weird well at least
0: as of this recording Vera is not currently ranked in the Bantamweight rankings so I'd imagine if I was to place a (laughs) about <laughs> the place of ranking he's probably like 16 or 17 meanwhile john lineker is at five and <laughs> albeit lineker won this fight like the fact that even vera even made this fight remotely competitive against a top five guy i think speaks to his talent and like potential and really? he, he ate some shots yeah. in this fight man like lineker Lineker is definitely a headhunter, <laughs> but he's also, like, a body hunter too, though. Like, he... He'll he'll throw, like, one, two to your head to try to kill you, and then he'll finish with a third shot to, like, try to cave in your entire midsection. And, like, he was landing some really just brutal explosive shots, but, like, Vera was eating them. <laughs> like, I don't... I can't remember. I don't think he ever really, like, got stunned or even rocked. Like, he, he ate the shots really good, and... He was returning fire a lot. Um, probably really smart to use, considering he had pretty like lengthy advantage over Lineker. who was a pretty, you know, small and <laughs> compact guy. And Vera's like a, a bit longer. Um, he was working the kicks pretty well, trying to keep like Lineker at bay. And I mean, like at times it worked, but Lineker just has just these random moments of explosions that like there's nothing you can do. And I mean. I don't know if I think I don't know if Vera won the third, but that was probably one of his better rounds where I'm pretty I, sure. I, I, think his, I think
1: he definitely won. You think he won? Yeah,
0: yeah, because I'm pretty sure his coaches had to tell him like, "Dude, you, you definitely dropped the first two. Like, you gotta you gotta go for it." And you you could tell like in the third, like he had there was urgency there. Like he was he was trying to do something, which <laughs> like I, I like to see that in a fighter when you when they know that they're losing, so you know they he didn't really, like, go for broke, you know, he didn't just get in, like, some all-out war, like, he was still being smart with what he was doing, but you could tell, like, he was, he was definitely pushing the pace more, but, Lineker's just, he was just a a, a savage, like, (laughs) he just, he hits just incredibly hard for no reason, really good body shots, just, yeah, man, he, he he kept the pressure going, He, he, he dropped the third, but he just, he did more than enough in the first two rounds to, to win, but, uh, I, I give a lot of props to, to Vera, though. Like, you get thrown in with a top five guy, you're not even ranked. You you steal around from him, and you like you make the fight competitive. So like, I, I have to give him a, a lot, a lot of props for that, man. That's that's a good. If, if there's a moral victory, you know, I, I feel like you you got something out of that fight.
1: Yeah. Um, like in that third round, you can really tell Vera picked up a lot. Like, especially, he, he was picking up on, um... Lineker's right hand, and just, like, he was getting out the way, and eventually he was countering him, which was really cool, but... Lineker, um... he This is his first fight in ten months, because he has been out with a, um... A broken jaw handed to him by current UFC bantamweight, uh, challenger, TJ Dillashaw. Um, yeah, uh... Like he, I think that he broke his round. Is I think TJ broke his jaw in like the second round of that fight, and it kind of just shows you how fucking tough Lineker is that he made it all the way through to the end of the, like the third. But, um, I I think we saw mentally, not so much a change, but a um. I guess we saw mentally like what that does to you because. Lenniger really didn't come forward in this fight. Like he was aggressive, like he was in the pocket for most of the fight. But like the typical John Lineker, like throw caution to the wind, get in your opponent's face behind, like try to jab your way into the the um, exchange and like pound him away to the body when he commits. Um, it it, it wasn't really there. He he was a lot more patient especially early on, he was looking at the counter. Uh, like, I specifically remember, like, there was a point where, um, I can't remember if it was a roundhouse kick, a roundhouse kick or a front kick to the body or something like that, but Vera threw one out and Lineker just, like, it, instead instead of, like, coming forward, he just, like, do a, a leg kick that threw Vera off, like, threw th- Vera to the ground, basically, and instead of, like, hopping on top of him and trying to, like, get ground, probably let him back up. Um, so, yeah, we definitely saw, like, a, a, a slightly less aggressive version of Lineker but Vera, like his stock rose so much in this fight. Like he, he's really just one of those dudes who kind of just thrives on like. I know this wasn't like a, re, a late replacement fight, but like he's one of those dudes who just thrives in those types of fights where he's like forced to adapt on the fly, because he's learning on the job. Really, like a lot of these tough guys. Who aren't um, like Yair Rodriguez, who's basically like a super freak athlete. Like they, they legitimately are. Like these are basically the first real fights. Like uh, all the respect in the world to so like extreme com, like extreme combat and WFL and like all those Mexican promotions down there. But like the level of competition is so different between even LFA and like. XFL or, or one of the millions, like 300 Sparta, which is a Peruvian organization, but still, this is where a lot of these dudes end up fighting. Like, the, the level of competition is so different that, um, like, these dudes basically got on uh, tough Latin America and then all of a sudden they were in the UFC. And I think um, Shelby and Silva, uh, Joe Silva and Mick Maynard understood that. And that's why for a long time they only fought really each other coming off the show. <laughs> but Vera is has been one of those guys who just seems to be like picking up as the fights go on, and he's getting craftier. And that's why he's like losing two rounds to Brad Pickett before he ends eventually just knocks him out, or like he gets into a crazy exchange with like Kelleher, and he's able to submit him. So it's pretty cool to see. Like like I think Vera's eventually going to wind up being like a, um a guy who just hangs around the bottom of the top 10. Like he'll be in that 7 to 10 spot for a long time. Just because he's just so tough to like he, he he's just a tough out. Like there's no if like he if you're not a super super elite fighter, you Vera you're, you're not you're just not going to have an easy night with Vera. Isn't he also like... something like 24. Yeah. Yeah, He's hella young. Like... There's a dude who is getting considerably better with each fight. Like... Think about it like this. A little more than a year ago, he he lost to Davey Grant.
0: (laughs) You jump from Davey Grant (laughs) to John Lineker.
1: Yeah. Like... He, then he goes on to have like a terrible fight with like Gang Yu, The was he the guy? Who won, I don't think he won Tough China, but like he he was one of the better guys off that show. And then like he all of a sudden he beats Brad Pickett and beats Brian Keller. Like this is a guy who's growing immensely between fights, and it's going to be crazy to see where he ends up. Because, like, I'm saying he could be, like, a bottom top ten guy who hangs around for a while. He, like, who knows? Maybe he just, like, four years from now, he's just, like, a, like built a complete game. Like, a guy like Gegard Masasi and he's just all of a sudden, like, a title challenger. Could be.
0: I'm about to say, yeah. I mean, between 24 and, you know, those prime years are probably around, like, 27 to, like, early 30s. Like, he's got a lot of time to, to round out his game and, and get better. And, I mean... I lost to Lineker, is no shame. I'm pretty sure he'll go back to the to the drawing board, you know, to figure out. I mean, part of it's just Lineker's just a beast. But, <laughs> like, you, you'll only get better from this fight. But I, I kind of like what I saw from Lineker, though. I, I attributed him, because um, I think they mentioned that during the commentary, too, that he wasn't, like, being the super aggressive headhunter. I, I just attributed it to him not probably wanting to punch himself out and just go for the kill so much. Like, I just thought he was fighting a bit. I mean, it was kind of cautious, but I thought he was just kind of being smart and not, you know, gassing himself out after going for a kill. Like, he would have those explosive spurts, but then, you know, he would just center back. Like, no need to go for the finish if it's not there and force something that, you know, just let it happen naturally. But, yeah, man, good good fight from both. Good win from Lineker, but, yeah, like you said, stock definitely went up and I'm pretty sure the next time we see him he'll probably still be <laughs> still be improving, still getting better. Um yeah, that was oh, that was actually pretty quick. <laughs> that was that was the main card. Um pretty dope main card all in all. Got some good finishes. Uh I mean, aside from the Maya and Covington fight, which was just kind of weird to watch. <laughs> like, all the other fights were were pretty solid. Um some of these prelims were yeah. were pretty good. I don't remember some of these, to be honest. Like <laughs> some of these fights, I rewatched and I still don't remember them. Um, did you
1: catch? You catch everything? Ah, uh, you... yeah, I caught. Oh, uh, see, I, I I fell asleep during um. Well, I started getting tired during Vicente Luque versus Nico Price because again, I'm a grown baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, I I don't remember, like, portions of that fight, but all the fights before that I remember pretty well. Alright, so, I guess real quick, we'll, uh, we'll go through these. So, yeah,
0: I don't remember the Vicente fight either in in detail, but, uh, Vicente Luque uh, beat
1: Nico Price. I do vaguely remember him looking amazing, though. So, there's that.
0: (laughs) And I think this was Nico's first loss, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. Which, if you see, like, Nico Price is really weird, because, like, he, like, if you've seen them fight, like, he... He should be a dude who knocks out like Alan Joban or Alex Morano. Like he, like he doesn't look like he hits that hard, but he does apparently. Oh,
0: uh, E. Vicente gave him his first <laughs> his first L, uh, second round win by Brabo choke. Um, next fight.
1: Oh, just really quick, talk about guys who are making like waves. Like uh Luke is going to be a top ten welterweight <laughs> by the time he's done. And as we mentioned, he
0: beat Tiago Santos. He beat Tiago Santos. <laughs> Which is this is wild to think about. But yeah, definitely a, a guy to they keep an eye on. Um Antonio Carlos Junior. Shoeface.
2: Uh,
0: huh? Shoe Face. Is that name? That's a nickname for real? Yes. Shoot. <laughs> Shoe face. Uh he did beat the crap out of Jack Marshman. Not gonna lie, the fight was pretty um. It's pretty one-sided like all i remember is <laughs> they were saying something in the commentary about like uh like he's primarily a strike i mean primarily like a grappler striking's coming along and then like right when they said that he like tagged marshman and then like i remember him landing a pretty hard leg kick and then i think he I can't remember how he got him on the ground i think he swept his leg out from under him something like that he had got him against the cage dragged him to the ground and once he got him to the ground like it was it was pretty much over. Like, Marshman ended up turning his back, I guess, in an attempt to get back up, and he got choked out for his troubles.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: That's about to That's pretty much, yeah, fight didn't really last all that long.
1: Um, Jared Gordon, uh, took a decision over Hackron Diaz. Um, so, before, before the fight, like, um, Akron Diaz is is literally just Jose Aldo with like a different nose. Like they yeah, look, they they have like the same stance, the it, same like striking motion, the, like. the same build, like the skin, the same skin tone. <laughs> <laughs> they look like, Diaz just looks like a slightly more inflated Aldo. It's like. They kind of he, like their techniques are basically the same, except like Hack Diaz can't do like the small things Aldo can do. Like his jab is nowhere near as sharp. Like he's not no he's not as comfortable leading as Aldo is. He, uh he's not that great at pivoting. Like he, like there's another fight. This is basically the Covington Maya fight. is just better, where Gordon applies pressure and eventually just breaks Diaz, who like after like. I want to see, like at the end of the second round, Gordon is just like inside control, raining down like fire from above with like elbows and hammer fists, and like the the the, the round gets you know stopped because you know, the time goes off, and and Diaz is just on the ground trying to get up, and Jose Aldo has to come in the cage and pick him up and <laughs> carry him to the corner.
0: Oh, man. And then they
1: sent him back out there, and he got beat up some more.
0: Yeah, hey, man, this is that is weird though. How much they they literally do marry marry each other? Like Jose Aldo would be Boo from Dragon Ball Z, and Hector Diaz is Oob, that that reincarnation, the the good one, <laughs> quote unquote, who still wasn't as cool as Boo was. But yeah, it's it's really weird. Like they literally do just have the same. Striking motions and everything—it's it's weird, <laughs> but um, yeah. Jared Gordon took that decision. Um, this next fight, this this was wild. Um, gonna butcher a name: uh, Max Griffin versus Elizu Zaleski Dos Santos. Is I, I said any of that right?
1: <laughs> I think it's, I, I believe it's Elizu.
0: Elizu. Um, <clears throat> if there's any fight you want to watch on the prelims, this this will definitely be it this was a wild yeah one fight of the night it was insane I was actually surprised this didn't get stopped in the first because (laughs) like and when I was watching the fight I thought it did get stopped because like first there was a point in the fight where they both did a fly knee at the same time which was just crazy to watch (laughs) and they both literally collided in midair with each other like they both I think they both dropped each other in the first round but like griffin started to get tagged later in the first and like his legs just like if there was no cage i'm pretty sure he wouldn't have been standing up and i I thought they waved the fight off but it was actually like he was waving it off because the round had ended but i didn't think he was going to be able to come back um off the stool because he just looked like he was he was so out of it after that first round but came back (laughs) off the stool lived to see another round and these two dudes just went back and forth, man, like, it was just one of those just wars, yeah. and, uh, Ilazu ended up getting the decision, but, yeah, if, this definitely was, was fight of the night material, that, that's a well-earned fight of the night, like, th- these dudes were just thrown down, like,
1: it's, there's no other way to put it. Yeah, um, so, it, it's the time of the show where I get up on my little pedestal, Uh oh yeah (laughs) like (laughs) and I just look at I I look at Camba or Camma I can't remember how the fuck the Brazilian Athletic Commission is named after then I look at Mario Yamasaki who I believe was the referee for this fight and then I look at Max Griffin's corner and and I just kind of go what the fuck guys (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) because <laughs> um, Max Griffin was out, and, and like at at the end of the first round, because like yeah he 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 dropped um Dos Santos early, but the beating that Dos Santos put on him for the last two minutes of that round were Pat Curran Joe Warren esque, like the legs went stiff. The eyes went like blurry, and again, his cornerman at the end of the first had to come in and guide him to his stool, like not like carrying most of his weight so that he could like make it to his stool. I don't know he he looked like one of the Walking Dead zombies, like while <laughs> he was trying to
0: like stay upright.
1: Yeah, and um, in the second round, he managed to come back. Eight, he won the round. He drops Dos Santos. But he's still pretty clearly out. Like, he's in full-on, I'm fighting on instinct zombie mode. Like, because you can look in his eyes and you can tell he's just not all there.
0: <laughs> yeah, ooh, And, yeah, I mean, like, I get it. I don't know, I guess, you know, you're a corner man, you know you're a fighter, but you you gotta protect these dudes, man, like, even though he went on to continue to put on a great fight, and, you know, they get fighter of the night, so he, he gets his extra, what, 50k or whatever, like, I don't know, man, that might have took, <laughs> that might have knocked a few years off of his career, like. Like, seriously. Like, he, yeah, the way just, it was just. It was like at one point where like he he got hit and stumbled back toward the cage. Like I'm serious. Like if there was no cage, that guy would have just fell over into the crowd. Like it it was yeah. I don't know. At, at that point, I just feel like I, I really thought they waved it off, and I, I was kind of hoping they did. Like there's no way this guy can come back after this. Like but, uh, you put on a great round. Like but that that might be
1: over. Like if you're if you're in Griffin's corner, like what are you there for if not to make sure. He the, the, your your boy can get another pay excuse me, can get another payday. Like fifty G's is great and all, but like that ain't gonna help with brain damage. Yeah. I don't know, but <laughs> it, it
0: it was it was a fight. It, it was an awesome, uh, and awesome like, fight, I'm, but
1: I'm not trying to take away anything from like Max Griffin who showed like God tier levels of just straight up toughness,
0: but you gotta protect your guy.
1: But but if you yeah. if you're your corner like you, you have to be the bad guy. You gotta protect your dude. Yeah. You, you gotta make sure he lives to see another day, and that he remembers today. Right. <laughs> this is, there's, there's, there's zero chance Max Griffin remembers this fight. Like he definitely got on like the bus back to the hotel or the van or whatever. It's just like, are we on our way to the arena, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, man. That that was. It's the weird side of the sport where like, we're watching two people just beat each other t- to death. But like, there's just there's a line somewhere, and like I feel like that line was, yeah, like that that line got crossed. Like you, you gotta you gotta save your guy from himself sometimes. But, I don't know, I, I guess, you know, he went out, he got his extra 50K, so, I mean, I hope he's okay. Like, he he definitely took a beating. Like, go take a vacation with that money, bro. Right. <laughs> go, go chill out for a little bit. Like, you definitely had to get a medical suspension
1: after that. Like, you gotta,
0: you well, know. Well, those
1: things are, like, jokes. Like, I, I hate to say it, but, like. Oh, you need a doctor to say you're okay to fight. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the WWE wellness policy where, like, you just need a doctor to give you the okay. And, like, the WWE has, like, five or six doctors that are just known to hand out steroids. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was... It's a rough way to make a living, man. Rough. <laughs> rough way to make a... Like, that thats a lot of punishment to take for an extra 50 G's. But, nonetheless, great fight, great performance, well-deserved fight of the night from both dudes, um, yeah, man, that, that, that was a wild fight, definitely, if there's any fight you watch on the prelims, definitely watch that one, just literally two dudes through a fly knee at the same time.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, these last two fights, I uh, can't really comment on because I did not watch, uh, <laughs> either one of them, um.
1: Uh Davison Figueredo takes a split decision over Jared Brooks. Some people had a problem with it. I didn't. Um Jared Brooks basically tried to out wrestle Figueredo and did a very good job of it for the first round. Second round, guillotine attempts. Um I must say there was a Kamora attempt Like third round you got beat up on the feet by Figueroa. Uh Figueroa wins it basically just by having offense. Well, Brooks basically is like he he started off with the ground and pound in the first round, but like it, by the second and third, it like completely evaporated. So, Shasta Figueroa, I think, is like his second or third second win in the UFC or something like that. And Flyweight needs all the new young blood with momentum that he can get, but he's going to have to work on the wrestling if he wants to be a contender. Um, and Marcelo Gome. um, he destroyed. Christian Colombo inside of a round beat him up on the feet, got to his back, got in the rear naked choke, and got out of there and wrestling around. So, yeah, just a quick note on goal. Before, Christian Colombo, who is eight and three, has a better record than all five of his previous opponents put together. Like, I mean, he has more wins than them. Like, I think they like he's his, like his career opponents up to this point have been like two and ten. <laughs> so, this was Gomez's first win over a fighter with a winning record. Yeah. Hey, man. And maybe like his third w- over a fighter with any wins. So, Gomez, what? He's 6 and 0 oh now. 6 and 0. Yeah. Oh. Problem is, even the bottom of the heavyweight barrel, like, you have to be pretty damn special to get out of that. We'll see. Um,.
0: I'm behind anybody, any heavyweight who even has a, a smidgen
1: of talent. <laughs> so, shouts to <a> Junior Betty, <laughs> so. or is that Beatty The uh, the dude fighting Hironsky.
0: Um. Oh no. Um, God, you want to make me look this up now? <laughs> I don't want to look this up. Oh, God. Now I really want to find this out. When is that fight?
1: Um, The Australia card, whenever that is.
0: Junior Albini. There yeah, we I go. Yeah, I think it's Alb-
1: Albini. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, a Nor- it's Norfolk. Okay. Oh.
0: So, I-, I could prop- well, <laughs> I could go to that card. I'm not going to make that drive. Oh, they're talking about Poirier and Pettis, though. That's a pretty... So interesting main event. Matt Brown retirement fight
1: versus C- uh, Diego Sanchez. Or Nate Marquardt back again. Uh, Joe Lozano Caguira. Why, why did that
0: fight happen like thirty years late? It,
1: like, it feels like one of those fights that should have happened.
0: Yeah, this should have. We should have gotten this back in like two thousand and like seven. When I mean, it it'll probably still be an entertaining fight just because of. These guys like just that's like just that's just who they are. But you're like back in the day, <laughs> like this would have been an awesome fight. Oh, John Dawson and Marlon Marias thrown right back into the fire.
1: And patient say of the Dozer Talk podcast, Sage Northcutt <laughs> re- makes his long-awaited return to the octagon. Say, dude, Sage hasn't fought in almost a year. Hey man, he we- took our advice. To see... He took our advice.
0: We're about to see vast legendary improvement. <laughs> Do those team um, that team alpha male work. Hey man. I'm rooting for you, Sage. I'm 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 pulling for you. Oh, Court McGee, Sean Strickland, Angela Hill, Nino. Shout out to Angela Hill. Angela Hill's awesome to follow on Twitter, just FYI. Yeah. Um It's a it's a pretty it's a pretty solid card. Uh, Got Arblaski, I hope you don't. Uh Please do me proud. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Just please do me
1: proud. Don't get knocked out. Yeah. Or, that's, or, that's all or, I ask. Yeah, whatever.
0: <sighs>
1: but, uh, yeah, so
0: that was uh, UFC Fight Night 119. Um, all in all, I mean, pretty solid card, but uh, as I stress all the time, six fight main cards. Not cool.
1: Start them an hour <laughs> early, please, God. Yeah, like, these... These gotta... It's,
0: it's gotta be a better way. Like, it's just, it's just... There has to be a better way. We can't... This, this whole staying up till 1am to watch the old get KO'd didn't really sit well with me. Um, Yeah, these, these fights gotta start earlier. Some Something's gotta give, man. It's this, 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 this too much. I say that and then I watch it every time and I still stay up, but... Even still, like it's it's just it's too much, way way too much. But, um, it, it is what it is. This weekend, at least we'll get a short main card, which hinted the hint this weekend. UFC 217, Bisming versus GSP. Real quick, we will not have to do full predictions. We'll just do uh, I forgot what's the co-main. Oh yeah, co-main is uh, uh we'll we'll do real quick, quick predictions. Uh, BizBing GSP. BizBing. KO decision. Uh, late KO. Yeah, this this fight. Um, I still don't know how I feel about this. <laughs>
2: but
0: yeah, I got I got Biz Bing. I'm gonna go BizBing, TKO. Mm, I don't know round three. Who knows? I don't know <laughs> T- TKO round three. I guess. Uh, Garbrandt and Dillashaw. Yeah, I've been flip flopping with this fight a lot, um, but I guess I'm gonna draw a line in the sand and I'm gonna say Cody. I'm gonna say Cody decision. I don't. I don't know if he knocks him out. I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Cody by by decision.
1: I think actually when this fight was announced, because we it was announced while we were recording. I think I walked through why I chose why I chose why I chose, but I-, I picked TJ. Sticking sticking with it, yeah,
0: yeah. It's a pick'em
1: fight, man. It's, it that's, it that's really a, is, and it's the best fight in the card. So
0: yeah, that's that's a really interesting matchup. I'm I'm really really intrigued to see how that fight goes. And there are really, a lot of good fights on this card, but that'll be a, another podcast. Well, it will be hint to the hint if you guys are listening. Um the podcast for UFC 217 is going to be epic. Um there will be guests. There will be there might be. It should be.
1: Fingers crossed. Oh, no, no, <laughs> uh, no 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 like the the guests the, the like yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Y- yeah. Y- Th- I, things I, are in
0: the works. Yeah. <laughs> Thing things are in the works. So um Yeah, but that's going to be an awesome podcast. Please make sure you guys listen to that one. It's going to be great, but...
1: It's going to be six um, hours long. It it, it
0: might. (laughs) It might. When we bring other people on the show, yeah, we, we, uh... Yeah. (laughs) Things tend to get long-winded, but they turn out really great, so I don't really care. So, yeah, you guys might be in for, like, a two-, three-hour episode, but, hey, man, it'll all be great content. Um... But yeah, that's pretty much it for this card, so I guess to close out, uh parting shots and shout outs. Um I just have two, uh one shoutout out and one get well wish. Uh so I'll do shoutout out first, uh Glory forty seven, which I had no idea it even happened. Uh but that took place on the twenty eighth, which was uh Saturday. Um I didn't catch the main event until today, but uh, Cedric Dumbay, uh, which I believe this was his return fight from uh, dropping the title, um, but he came back and fought Johan Lidon or Lidon, however that's pronounced. Um, I believe this is the second time they fought uh, Dumbay from what I watched. I only did watch the fight once, but looked really good. Um, I would say he won this fight pretty handily. I'm pretty sure that this will probably get him right back to to that rematch, um, or I don't know, maybe even another fight with Holskin. But uh, either way, great great performance from him. So definitely give. Uh, I can't speak for the rest of the card, but that was a pretty good <clears throat> performance from Doombay. And on a non MMA note, um, send a get well wish. I don't know if people are familiar, but um, if you guys listen to any like hip hop uh, hip hop podcast, you may have heard of Combat Jack who pretty sure has like one of the longest running like hip-hop podcast at least that i know of but i can't remember if it was this weekend or last weekend but uh he had uh, came out saying that he has stage four colon cancer and they actually had like a live podcast like last week and that was the first show he ever missed and it was because of the colon cancer so um yeah get, get well wishes to him that's uh that's, that's rough, man, like, that, that's really, really, really rough, and encourage you guys, man, like, go to the doctor, man, like, it's, it's not a game out here, like, go to the doctor, take care of yourself to, you know, to the best that you can, make, make sure your health's in order, all that good stuff, but, um, yeah, many, many well wishes to Combat Jack, and, uh, shout outs to Cedric Dumbay for, for his win at glory, and, oh, well, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Can't think of anybody else really to shout out. All right,
1: <clears throat> um, all right, I got two. Um, shout out to a uh, Tyresha, uh, Tyresha, yeah, Douglas, who comes from down from down your way. She's from Baltimore. Um, the current um, box record, at least, has her ranked number four at um uh, super flyweight. She will be fighting. Um, uh, some girl, uh, no, some woman. This Saturday, uh, Crystal Hoy. Um, I, I said because like Douglas one well, of uh, now that people are starting to get on TV. Douglas is one of those fighters. I don't expect to be on TV, but who probably should be. as more female fight, like female boxing matches to get televised. Uh, like she's fun to watch. Uh, just hits pretty hard. Like she's one of the top American boxers out there right now. Even if it's by kind of by default, but uh, like hopefully she gets the big matches and like gets televised and eventually gets to see her on TV. And my other one's also a boxing one, though it's kind of a kickboxing one as well. Shouts to Kyotaro Fujimoto. So, uh, sensei, do you know who uh, Kyotaro is?
0: Uh, no, nah, not ringing
1: any bells. All right, so. He was the K1 heavyweight champion. Oh, this is already interesting. Back in 2010, <laughs> when he beat Peter Aerts for the belt, um, he, he he went on to beat like Jerome uh, L- Banner right that year, but he's probably most famous for MMA fans for being the guy Gegert Mousasi beat. Like Gegard Mousasi is like. Big thing in kickboxing was beating Kyotaro, who at the time was still the K1 heavyweight champion. Hmm. So, What's, but this. Are you uh, his name? Kyotaro. So it's K Y O T A R O. Alright, I gotta look this guy up. I don't
2: know.
0: I feel like I should remember him, or that I've probably seen him before.
1: I mean, he's beaten Gokansaki and Melvin health uh, too. Oh, beaten, but beaten.
0: So oh, he's got. Oh, yeah. That's that's. <clears throat> those are some names to have on your resume.
1: Yeah, and I, I I I have no idea if those are like legit wins because I haven't seen either one of them but like I I've seen <laughs> I've seen them versus Ayers and I've seen him versus uh Gegard. but uh point being he's got a fight coming up this weekend uh let me just make sure yes for the OPBF heavyweight title I don't know if you read Hajime no Ipo but the o- uh Oceanic Pacific Boxing Federation Championship or Oriental um pacific boxing federation championship is that step below where you actually fight for like a world title in like that area of the world so like I- i'm trying to think of like a comparison here but like it'd probably be like the wbc internet international championship or something like that like those those weird fake alphabet belts that you get before <laughs> you get real before you get real one but the word on the street is if kataru wins his fight which i I expect him to do. He's getting a fight with Joseph Parker. Who is and I wanna make sure this is the right belt. Um he is currently the WBO World Heavyweight Champion. It's a big step up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so, how how old is Kotaro? Uh
1: he is thirty one. Uh-huh. He's...
0: I don't know, that's still... That's that's a leap, though. That is... But, I mean... I feel like it's kind of a win-win. I mean, albeit you fight for the
1: WBO against a guy who's probably... uh, okay. He is probably... I want to say he's the most beatable of all the world champions right now at heavyweight, because the other two are Wilder and... Um... A J. And like, while they both have their flaws, uh, like they both have something in their back pocket that uh, Parker doesn't have, and that's just like straight up, I can knock your head off your shoulders. Power. So he's probably gonna win. Win. I mean, win or lose, this
0: I I want to say that'd be probably pretty good exposure. So
1: I, I mean, I don't think Japan's ever had a. Well, I know for a fact Japan has never had a world. Yeah, world I'm about to
0: say I, I can't. I <laughs> I can't even remember like the last. Yeah, like no, like I can't think of even like Japanese like
1: boxers that even get like promoted in America like at all. Um, there have been a handful, like the Kameda brothers, after they got kicked out of Japan, were promoted here for a little bit for PBC, but they all lost. In one case, to another Japanese fighter who the PBC brought in specifically for him to lose, to, uh, to beat, for him to beat. Um, who else? Um, uh, Naya Inoue just made his U.S. uh, his U.S. debut back on that Superfly car where Roman Gonzalez got to like knocked the, the fuck out of. Um, but yeah, there's not a whole lot. Here in the U.S., but especially because you go fight at home in Japan and fight for like 15 million people on right. TV. But um, in in terms of like just straight up like heavyweight champions, they have never had one. They're, uh, like Mexico, their only heavyweight champion champions, um Jimenez, the the current women's WBC champion. I And in fact, I I think the highest they've ever gotten is middleweight. Yeah, because Yota Murata is the current middleweight champion from Japan. Um, And he's only the second one in their history. So, like, if by some miracle, well, not miracle, but by some stroke of luck, Kyotaro goes out there and beats Parker, he becomes Japan's first ever heavyweight champion. Hey, go,
0: go for the gusto, man! <laughs> you get it? Hey, man, I feel like with the way this year has gone in combat sports, somehow that wouldn't even like. Well, it would probably still be a shock, but you know,
1: Parker is not undefeatable. Like, like the he's not insurmountable. I'm just saying. And and then he could be the man who held both the K1 heavyweight championship. And the WBO World Heavyweight Championship of Boxing. How sick would that be? <laughs> Has anybody ever I'm pretty nobody's ever done that. Uh, I don't think so. You know what you know what's funny though? If I'm Tyron if I'm Tyron Sprong, I'm angling for that fight as hard as I can.
0: Yeah, I about to say it, 'cause is out here like I'm not even sure who Spong's Dude. been fighting, but uh, Journeyman may have a good one that. Bad, but... <laughs> but hey, man, I'm rooting for him. Go out there and make history. What? Really? I mean, it's kind of like, crazy. Anyway, apparently, so it's crazy because, like, I feel like we've been waiting for. Well, yeah, like we've been waiting for like an an Asian champ in like the UFC this whole time, mm-hmm. and maybe like. <laughs> It'll just come in
1: boxing, maybe we'll oh, dude, boxing has well, Japan itself has like eighty something world champions in their history and now want for like like i want to say they have like eight or nine male champions alone right now and like another like ten in women's boxing like J- Japan gets it done when it comes to boxing m m a for some reason not so much. I'm actually mostly, watching him now. Yeah, mostly because I. Oh, think when was the last time him? he fought? Um, Kataro. Yeah. In boxing or MMA, because he fought in May. In boxing. Um. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say all the highlights this year like from
0: really long ago.
1: Oh, dude, like that's those are his <laughs> kickboxing highlights. Oh, I was about to say like
0: they got a highlight from like 2012. <laughs> but yeah, hey man, I'm I'm rooting for him. Go go go! Make history. If he that wins, would be Wilder if he wins that and like somehow fights Wilder.
1: Oh god! It ain't... Oh my god! I mean, it's not like he hasn't fought anybody else who's got like serious knockout power. So at least it'd be something, right? Like, he just goes out there and he just beats um Parker Wilder and like AJ. <laughs> 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 Who also fought <laughs> was that this that was this weekend too, right? Oh right, yeah. Uh, Anthony Joshua beat Carlos Takam in a fight that was underwhelming. I guess like he he won clearly, but it it was he got a pity stoppage basically. So you know, take that for what it's worth. Oh, and Katie Taylor, duh. She, uh, Kate Taylor becomes the second woman ever to win both a gold medal at the Olympics and a world title as a professional. The so you're Ireland. making history. So you're making history. History is being made every day.
0: Oh, and real quick, I probably should have shouted. Not, not even really a shout out, just a, a quick mention. Um, John Gotti's grandson. If you don't know who John Gotti is, I'm not going to go into detail, but uh, John Gotti the third and i think it was ces uh, this past weekend he won by tko so just a quick note john Gotti's grandson is an mma fighter and apparently he's pretty good i actually haven't seen the fight so i can't comment but uh from what i'm hearing he's pretty good
1: and he's fairly shredded <laughs> so his whole apparently his mob family came out to support him pretty heavily <laughs> it's just, it's nice to know that now that the frititas are out of business, we're <laughs> gonna keep those mob
0: connections, you know. Hey man, so, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> it's,
2: it's like one day, John got. Do
1: one day, like Dana White's gonna go to like a CFFC event in like Atlantic City, and John Gotti's gonna be John Gotti's kid, great grandkids gonna be fighting. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna end up in the UFC.
0: It's gonna happen. Like it's
1: that. Happen. If he, especially if he goes and they just see all those freaking like T shirts and stuff of like with like his like support and stuff. And he just grabs on he just hops on the microphone and just says something with like an Italian accent. Oh man. Dana like Dana Dan gets, Dan gets hooked like that. And he becomes like the next Sage Northcut. <laughs>
0: I say give give it give it a year or two or give it about two three years. Yeah, Gotti will be in the UFC
1: somehow. They'll 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 definitely make that happen. Uh, uh, <laughs> unless Gotti's family has beef with um the Fertitta's family. Eh,
2: they'll,
1: they'll find a way to come to some civil. I don't know some civil agreement. Uh, have you ever seen a mafia movie, bro?
0: Oh yeah, they normally don't.
1: <laughs> John Gotti's gonna be putting on MMA gloves without fingertips.
0: <laughs> oh man, I gotta I gotta watch the actual fight though. I haven't gotten a chance to watch the the fight, but yeah, I just just wanted to throw out there that that's the thing. John Gotti the third, he's he's out here apparently doing him work, uh, doing work in MMA. So yeah, keep keeping keep a lookout <laughs> for John Gotti the third, but um yeah that's pretty much all for today's episode um as far as upcoming of course UFC 217 that podcast will be awesome uh, when oh that happens
1: Bellator 185 or 6 oh lord Who, who's that it's who's that 186 um it's Glinton Vassell Ryan Bader for the title Liluelle McFarlane, Emily McDecote uh, for the um, for the women's flyweight championship inaugural. Phil Davis versus Leo Lay- uh, Lady, Um, Zach Freeman, the Prospect Killer, versus the Wad, and Ed Ruth versus Chris Dempsey, which is going to be on Friday. Oh, and for
0: anybody else who cares, PFL, aka WSOF. <laughs> Avinov, aka a- a-
1: a- totally not a scam.
0: <laughs> uh, Blagoy, Avanov headlining. Uh, other names on the card Lance Palmer, Steven Siler, Mike Kyle, who I didn't even know was still fighting. Um, yeah, so uh,
1: oh, it's a charity card. Yeah, it's yeah, a charity stream card that's going to be for free, which doesn't make any sense to me, but okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're we we're, we're gonna assume that the people at PFL know what they're doing. Who, who knows? No, nobody. That's another podcast in in in, in and of itself. Just, I don't know. I don't, who knows what's going on in PFL between yeah. PFL and let's, Bellator?
1: Let's go to Washington D.C. and put a Bulgarian <laughs> man versus a Brazilian man as the main event. <laughs> because why between the PFL. fuck not?
0: Right. <laughs> I don't know. They 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 know something we don't apparently. Nothing. Uh who, who knows. Nothing. Between them and Bellator having fights at NASCAR events or whatever they fight at. I don't I don't know what's going on in the world anymore. <laughs>
2: but
0: <laughs> yeah, um so yeah, there'll be entertaining things happening, keep you guys busy. Uh <laughs> But yeah, UFC UFC 217 that's, that's definitely the big one, so Really looking forward to that card, that main event. I'm pretty sure we'll leave a lot to talk about, regardless of who wins and how it goes. But
1: wait, 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 wait! When does PFL's million dollar tournament start? Oh man, I, <laughs> I forgot. That's supposed that. to be giving out a million dollars. That was a scam too. <laughs> I haven't heard one mention of that tournament. I I just looked on their website and they're like, oh, our season, are twenty, our inaugural. Oh. Okay, so the season starts twenty eighteen. Okay, okay. alright right. All right. I'ma give them y I'ma give 'em the year to fuck it up. There we go. We'll hold off on
0: calling it a scam until further notice. Oh no, they're still <laughs> a scam, but <laughs> uh. I hope you guys get your tournament and that money they promised you and all that good stuff that was in that letter that we read some time ago.
1: <laughs> the fucked oh, up part man. of it is you know Ali is like going to be Managers for like half the fighters in every single tournament, so he's getting a cut of the percentage of million dollars that some dumbass billion, that some dumbass billionaire is going to give them.
0: Hey man, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that organization. I don't see how they're gonna. I don't know.
1: I said that in twenty fourteen. It's not. We did, and they're still here, and they're st- they're still out here just like. Hustling millionaires. I'm not mad at them know. for it. I mean, it, it makes for a pretty interesting story. I'll give like them that. It does. That's uh.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how they how they've lasted this long. But hey, more more power to them. Somebody over there is doing something right, or really they're just paid so they can do whatever they want. I guess. But. <laughs> Anywho, though, um, as always, you guys can listen to us on iTunes. Make sure you uh, like and subscribe on iTunes, leave a rating. Also on YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Play, and you can like the Dojo Talk podcast page on Facebook. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, at Serial Sensei, if you want to talk to me on there. So, yeah, we're everywhere. There'll be content coming can't emphasize enough UFC 217 podcast is going to be awesome I'm probably going to be heard after that podcast for various reasons but we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there (laughs) but as always anytime people are being punched and or kicked in the face we will be there to talk about it and we will catch you guys later peace